Welcome to the Colonial Church STA podcast. The vision of Colonial Church is to build an exciting, vibrant, Bible-based church right here in the heart of St. Augustine, Florida. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this message. Luke chapter 22. That's what we're going to be reading out of tonight. Luke chapter 22. And this is Jesus uh, taking a final trip to the Garden of Gethsemane near the Mount of Olives. So just outside of Jerusalem, and he brings a few of his disciples with him to pray. So we're going to start in verse 39. It says, Jesus went out as usual. Everybody say, as usual. To the Mount of Olives, and his disciples followed him. On reaching the place, he said to them, Pray that you will not fall into temptation. He withdrew about a stone's throw beyond them, knelt down and prayed, Father, if you are willing, take this cup from me. Yet not my will, but yours be done. And then verse 43, this is amazing. An angel from heaven appeared to him and strengthened him. And being in anguish, he prayed more earnestly, and his sweat was like drops of blood falling to the ground. When he rose from prayer and went back to the disciples, he found them asleep, exhausted from sorrow. Why are you sleeping? He asked them. Get up and pray so that you will not fall into temptation. Let's pray. Jesus, tonight, we declare from the start of the service that we give you praise, Lord, and that you are worthy of our praise. And as we continue to, to take a closer look at your word, God, help, help us to remember the importance of spending time with you, Jesus, to be, being in communion with you, Lord. And we give you the glory tonight, and we give you the honor and all of the praise. And all of God's people said, amen, amen. Well, hey, if you're taking notes tonight, I want to preach a message entitled, The Hiding Place. The hiding place. And uh, I have a quick question for everyone. Have you ever had one of those weeks where you're just super stressed out and you just tell everyone around you, like, I just need an escape from reality. I just need to get away for a bit. I need to shut my brain off. I just need to go somewhere. Maybe in the corner of my room with the lights off and just, like, think for a second. Or maybe, you know, that's going to the beach and just you know, turning your phone off. Has anyone been there before? He's like, I don't know. This week has been crazy. I just need an escape from reality. And uh, I realized today, actually, that one of my places of escape, one way that I get away if I'm a little stressed and I need to reset, is that I go to Hobby Lobby. <laughs> and I, I'm just being honest. That's the second time I've been honest tonight. And I'm a man, and I'm not afraid to, you know, you know, admit that Hobby Lobby is a vibe. I love it. It's actually, it's not just for old grandmas. It is for everybody, even guys, you know. And I love it because you go in there, and you're automatically at peace. You hear, you know, instrumental Christian music in the background, and you see a whole bunch of signs that you'd probably never buy and put in your house. And, and then there's fake flowers, you know. 
I've thought maybe I'll make a fake bouquet of flowers for my wife so it'll last forever. Hey, like our like our love. Hey, no, I'm just kidding. I'll get her real flowers because she'd probably appreciate that more. But, you know, and I keep walking down and my wife is she's framing a picture and she goes, hey, go over to whatever aisle and get um, an ink pad. We need a we need an ink pad for stamps for church. And I'm like, OK, cool. I got this. I'll go. And, of course, I mean, we're in Hobby Lobby, and I just feel at ease. I'm just like, this is great. Like, I love the music. Everyone's super friendly. Can I help you with it? No, I got it. I'm going to go and get my ink pad. And there were choices. Like, there was heart-shaped ink pads. There was, like, circle ink ink pads. There was, like, a huge one, like, size of my head that I don't know why you'd use one that big. But I was just like, this is great. And then the best part about Hobby Lobby is that Christmas is, like, year-round in Hobby Lobby. (laughs) And that is my favorite time of the year, right? I just, I absolutely love Christmas. Someone that loves it more than me is my wife. Mallory loves Christmas more than me. And uh, she was actually jamming, what was it? Mariah Carey, All I Want for Christmas. That was, that was a vibe. Oh, man, I love it. The intro, once I heard the intro, I was automatically in a good mood. That's, be- that's besides the point. But. I just love it because if I'm in a bad mood, I had a bad day, I'll just go to the Christmas aisle and just walk around. It's like everything's happy. Everything's good. (laughs) But I just love Hobby Lobby. I'm just being honest with y'all. But how many of you know when when you need an escape, you need something to distract your mind from, right? So some of you guys, a good escape is an amazing book. Maybe you read a book like Mackenzie. I know she loves reading. And I admire that, Mackenzie. I'm really trying to read more books. I am. I'm trying to read more books. But maybe it's movies. Maybe it is, um, you know, it could be a number of things. But I really do love movies as well. Movies have been an escape for me. And if I'm going to be honest, again, I absolutely love Star Wars. And I'm a new Star Wars nerd, I think. Um, My wife isn't super happy about it. But uh, I make her watch them anyways, and it's all good. But, um, you know, maybe it's, maybe it's playing video games. Maybe it's playing Fortnite for five hours straight. I mean, it's up to you. But whatever it is, you try and find an escape from reality. The, certain, the, the, the amount of pressure that you're currently facing alle- alleviates, and you can kind of take your mind off it, right? And um, I love this scripture because at the very, very start of it, in the first verse, it, it, there's something that is really worth um, mining out of this, this verse. I really wanted to read it together. So starting in verse 39, there's something that's really, really cool about this, I think is important. In verse 39, it says, Jesus went out as usual. So he's familiar of this place. He's familiar with this place. And he would go and he would pray and he would be with God. And I was thinking about this and throughout life we always think of, you know, we always try to find different ways of just getting an escape. But as we're in this series of what would Jesus do, Jesus is running to the Father. And granted, he's, he is under an amount of pressure that we would never even be able to 
um, grasp or understand, right? He is under so much pressure because he knows that he's going to the cross soon, and he knows that he's going to die for everyone's sins. And he's praying. He's having an honest moment with the Father, and he's praying. And this is a familiar place for him, though. And that really challenged me in the, f- the fact that I want to make sure that when I need an escape, I'm running to the Father. That's that, that is my first response. Do you hear me tonight? And I want to follow after Jesus' footsteps. And this was a familiar place, like I said. And you'd pray and you'd meet with the Heavenly Father. And in fact, we see later on, one of the reasons why Jesus picked this spot is because he knew that Judas, one that would betray him, would know where he'd be because it was a familiar familiar place to to fulfill the Father's will. And um, in life, there's so much pressure. And it's important to find the right hiding place in life. And there's one thing that's really important when you're, when you're in the hiding place with God, when you're in communion with God, when you're spending quiet time with him, there are a few things that are super important. One is that we need to, we need to pray, we need to talk to him. But the second one is that we actually need to open up his word. We need to, we need to open his word because that's the, that's the one way that he communicates to us. He can talk to us in prayer, for sure, but the only firm foundation we have is, is, is this love letter to us. And if we're not opening it up, if we're, if we're not reading it, then we're doing a disservice to our faith, our faith journey, our relationship with Jesus, because this is how he speaks to us the most. So we got to pray, and we have to open up God's word. And that's, that's one of my challenges for you, is to get in God's word more. Find a quiet place and get in God's word and pray to him, talk to him. You know, if I think it's easy for us if we're, n- if we're not in the word as much as we should and if we're not talking to him as much as we should, it's easy for us to spiritually live off of, you know, that next event in church or live off of I'm just waiting for someone to give me a word from, from the Lord or waiting for, oh, I hope that one worship leader is scheduled this Sunday because I feel the spirit the most when he's scheduled or when she's scheduled. But if other people are scheduled, then I don't really feel them as much. And what I'm, what I'm trying to get at is if we're not careful, we could spiritually live off of other people's faith in a way. So you, you in a way, you're riding the wave of someone else's faith. And if you, if you look at that picture with me for a moment, a wave, obviously it has its peak, and then it's going to crash eventually. You know, it's not, it's not stable, and it's definitely not stable when I'm surfing because I can't surf. So I'm always crashing on a wave. But if you're not careful, you can neglect your personal relationship with Jesus and try and grow your faith on the wave of someone else's faith. And that's not how it's ever meant to be. God wants to to have an intimate relationship with you, one-on-one. And I'm not saying community is bad. Community is amazing, and we need it in our lives. This is community right here. This is the most important thing besides Jesus. But our relationship with God is first. 
And one-on-one relationship with Jesus is so important. And I love that Pastor Bob, you know, he briefly mentioned, he, he mentioned tons of gold in that, in that message last week. But the one scripture that he mentioned real quick that really stuck out to me for this message too is James 4, um, verse 8. It says, when we draw near, he draws near to us. So we have to draw near first, though. We, we, have to, we have to draw near, and then he will draw near to us. And it's a beautiful exchange that happens with that. We lean into God, and he doesn't turn his back. He doesn't turn his back, friend. He, he leans in and meets you where you're at. Despite the pressure you might feel, despite, you know, maybe everything is going good. That's amazing. But if it's not going good, he meets you in the valley just as much as the mountaintops. But he'll meet you. And I just wanted to read a couple examples of Jesus actually doing this besides this passage, besides the beginning of this passage. So in Mark 7, you can write some of these down if you'd like and look at them. These are all in the NIV. Mark chapter 7, verse 24, it says, Jesus entered a house and did not want anyone to know it. Yet he could not keep his presence secret. And then in Mark chapter 1, Verse 35, it says, very early in the morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up, left the house, and went off to a solitary place where he prayed. He's getting away from the distractions. He's getting away with God. In Luke chapter 5, starting in verse 15, it says, yet the news about him spread all the more so that, that crowds of people came to hear him and to be healed of their sicknesses. But Jesus often withdrew to lonely places and prayed. And this last one, Luke chapter 6, starting verse 12, one of those days Jesus went out to a, a mountainside to pray and spent the night praying to God. When morning came, he called his disciples to him and chose 12 of them whom he also designated apostles. So we see all of those, th- these are just a few examples, but he's getting away. He's getting in a, lo- in a lonely place or a solitary place to get with God, to talk to God, to find clarity, to find what to do for the future. So tonight, if you're taking notes, I really would love for you to write down three truths of the hiding place. And the first truth tonight is that he is a strong hiding place. He is a strong hiding place. If we look back at the previous passage that we read earlier in the midst of Jesus praying out to God, something amazing happens. Check this out. Verse 43, an angel from heaven appeared to him and strengthened him. And being in anguish, he prayed more earnestly and his sweat was like drops of blood falling to the ground. How amazing is that, that an angel appeared from heaven, came to him. In, in all of his anxiousness and pressure and tension and, and, and agony, his heavenly father sent a, an angel to come and strengthen him. And somehow when I was younger, I missed that part of scripture. I never really, I, I guess I never read this, this part from Luke. I've read it in the other gospels, but it's so cool that an angel actually came down and strengthened. And the truth tonight 
is that the hiding place, God's hiding place, is actually strong. And it, it, it's a shelter for our lives. And in the midst of agony, God will meet you with his strength. He's almighty. He's strong enough to deal with, uh, with whatever you're dealing with. He's the creator of the universe. He's big enough. I hope some of you hear me tonight. He's actually big enough to deal with all the stuff that you're dealing with. He's strong, and he is with you. And ap- apart from him being a strong hiding place, number two, he is a sure hiding place. He's secure. Psalm 27, verse 5, it says, From the day of trouble, he will keep me safe in his dwelling. He will hide me in the shelter of his sacred tent and send me high upon a rock. Notice it doesn't say he might or maybe he'll keep you safe somehow. He says he, he will. It's secure, right? It's sure. He will keep me safe. He will keep us safe in his dwelling, and he will hide you in the shelter. That only comes from him. That's, that's beautiful. It's such a beautiful picture. And I was thinking the other day of when I was hanging out with Pastor Matt, Pastor Jill, and they had the kids in the pool, and um, I think it was Jill that was swimming with Charlie. And I thought about how God is a sure hiding place. I just thought about this image that I saw and, and this memory that I had of them. And, and Charlie's still learning at this point. Back then, he was, he was learning how to swim still. And, and Jill's in the pool with them. And see Charlie on the edge. He's on the, on the last step. And he's getting ready to jump out to just practice swimming, right? And Jill's like, come on. Come on, buddy. It's okay. Like, I got you. Like, if you, if, you fall, if you fall down, I'm going to catch you. Like, it's all good. But I want you to try and swim just a little bit, and then I'll, I'll catch you. I promise. And at first, he's like, okay. All right. And I just see him on the edge, and he's just like, like, he's trying, but he doesn't, he doesn't want to go. He's just, like, really hesitant at first. And um, he finally jumps in, and he starts swimming a little bit. And he couldn't finish all the way, so he starts, you know, sinking a little bit, but Jill just came in so quick and grabbed him. And I feel like that is a beautiful picture of our relationship with Jesus sometimes. We're, we're like, I don't know. I, I don't know. Like, I'm, your security is kind of in question, God, with, with my life. I don't know if I can actually do this. I don't know how, how, how I'm going to be able to step out because I've been through this before. I've been hurt. I don't know if I can do it. And Jesus is like, come on. He's in the water with you. And, and sometimes we're trying to tread water and we might not know how to swim in, in rough waters, but he's with you in the water and his hands are out open for, and, he's, and he's like saying, come, come to me. It's okay. I'm a sure foundation. I'm a sure hiding place for your life. When you don't have everything together, I, I have everything together. Just come to my arms. He's a sure hiding place for your life. There isn't any question in his reliability. He will always be there. And I'm so thankful for that. So he's a sure hiding place. He's a secure hiding place. But he is also, lastly tonight, he is a restful hiding place. 
I just want to read Psalm 91, verse 1 to you. Whoever dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. Will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. That's, that's beautiful to me. That we can actually rest. It's secure. It's strong, but we can also rest in him. When we feel bogged down, we feel like we're on empty, he will refresh us and fill us back up. And it's in that, that period of rest that we get r- refilled. And I love that Pastor Bob talked about his quiet time with his wife. I don't know if any of you guys remember, but they go to the opposite ends of the house Caleb reminded me of this, and it is so cool that they've they've made it a discipline every week, or every I think it's every day, because knowing him, it's every day at the right time, at maybe two minutes early, because two minutes early is on time for Pastor Bob. But um, so they go to opposite ends of the house. They don't bring their phones with them. They grab their Bible, and they go and spend time with God. And they rest in his presence. And I love that. I love that. And I, I want I want to take that on. I want to take that on tonight. That and, and be reminded that we can actually rest in his presence. In Matthew eleven it talks about how his yoke is is easy and his burden is light. And I want to read that to you as well tonight. Starting in verse twenty nine. So Matthew chapter eleven, verse twenty twenty eight, sorry, twenty eight. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart. You will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. We don't feel like you have it all together and you can't do it. Run to the hiding place that is restful, that his yoke is and remember that his yoke is easy and his burden is actually light. It's not heavy. You can pour it on him. He's here for you. He's here for us. I wonder what would happen tonight if we, if we actually realized the true importance of the hiding place, of God's hiding place for our lives. This is, th- in this place is, is where our relationship grows with Jesus. That we could we can cultivate a deeper intimacy with Jesus as we we go in communion with him. And it's beautiful. Seeing this place it's with God, he actually strengthens us and he gives us security and he brings us peace in the hiding place. Never underestimate the opportunity to spend quiet time with God. Setting time aside just for God will change your life and the people around you. Let's remember the importance of it. You receive that word tonight? Thank you for listening to this podcast. We would love to connect with you. Join us on Sundays at church or visit us at www.colonialchurch.life.